Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. So this is an episode dedicated to living life to the max. This conversation is with Lisa Messenger, a serial entrepreneur and author. Lisa Messenger is the CEO of the Messenger Group, as well as the founder and editor-in-chief of The Collective Hub. She previously worked globally in events, sponsorship, marketing, PR, and publishing, and she has authored and co-authored 36 books and is now regarded as an authority in the startup scene. She encourages an entrepreneurial spirit, creativity, innovation, and really lives life to the absolute max. Lisa is also no stranger to the art of reinvention, achieving massive career and personal pivots with energy and a vigor few can replicate. She is the living embodiment of energy and totally performance-driven, as well as an advocate for living your best life at any age. In this episode, Lisa shares her remarkable journey from recovery, sobriety, and personal development work that she credits for changing her life. We also talk about building a life that is centered on purpose and priorities and the mentors, tools, and rituals that she's used to uplevel every single aspect of her life. With fans including Sir Richard Branson, New York Times bestselling author Bradley Trevor Grieve, and a highly engaged social media following of over 350,000 people, Lisa's vision is to build a community of like-minded people who want to change the world, and we will have what she's having. Um, the piece probably clicked for me. I think through my 20s, I mean, through my 20s, I was drinking so much so that I kind of almost write that decade off, sadly, and feel like I needed to catch up. Sorry, there's that truck again. Um, through my 30s, I think I was fortunate um, that I didn't probably have to do a lot to keep myself looking okay, although certainly the alcoholism had taken its toll. And I'm like you probably as well. I look back on photos and think, oh, my gosh, who is that? Um, and I think it was probably like uh, late 30s. I was just like, I just want to give. Well, in fact, it's even before that. It was really when I gave up drinking and I was like, I just want to you know give everything um to my life and I'd spent a lot of my 20s very suicidal and I think when I made a conscious decision to put down the alcohol and start doing the work that's when I kind of was like okay I want to live this and so um and I really believe a lot of it is around mindset I remember I took up surfing when I was like 33 or something and a, a woman that I worked with at the time was like oh my dear, you're too old to do that. And I remember thinking, what? So I've always thought it's very much around mindset and just, you know, for me, consciously and very purposely, every single day I try and throw myself into some kind of counterintuitive situation and I try and push my body to its absolute limits. And one thing, you know, as I'm getting older in years, I certainly my thing is I always want to be the person who says, hey, let's go rock climbing. Okay, yep, let's do it. Let's play squash, which I just started doing. Okay, let's do it. Let's do this. Let's do it. So I'm really pushing myself all the time, whether it be, you know, 
jumping off a bridge that I recently did in um, Brunswick Heads with some kids and I loved it or swinging off ropes with my niece or whatever it is. Um, on the weekend, I went to Orange Theory to try that out. I've been doing Barry's Boot Camp. I've got a personal trainer, um, soft sand running in the mornings, like you name it, I would try it. And my um, mental and my physical body um, you know, in unison are really, really important to me because that's the only way when I put my health, you know, first that everything else can flow from that. So yeah, it's, it's so imperative for me and I feel fitter and I am fitter and healthier than I've been in my entire life, which I love. <laughs> and, you know, another aspect, I guess, of you mentioned mindfulness, which I completely agree with and, I've tested it on myself. You know, there's no bigger laboratory in my life than my own life. And, um, <laughs> and you know, when you do have that correct mindset and when you have that um, age, I don't want to say youthful because I, I really think it's ageless um, uh, mindset. It really expands your life being ageless because it, it means that wherever you are, there's a lot ahead of you and there's, you know, there might be a lot behind you, but there's so much ahead of you. Um, yeah. and so when you come, you know, from that point of view, uh, like you said, you can write 36 books, you can launch a new career, you can take a sabbatical, you can retrain because you, you don't say I'm midlife or I'm old or I'm young or too young, too young is also, you know, a very real thing. I remember, mm -hmm. um, John McGrath, the amazing real estate expert and, uh, who has been an amazing mentor to me. I remember he said to me one time, Baha, if you're good enough, you're old enough, because I had massive imposter syndrome as, uh, you know, a young woman. I had, I got my MBA when I was 21, but I didn't fill those shoes. And I was always anxious about proving my, um, the reason that I was at the table and I was at the meeting. So that was a really wonderful gift he gave to me as a young person but now, you know, as someone who's 48, I look to people younger than me and older than me in biological age. But I think being ageless means that, you know, you've got all the time in the world and you can reinvent. On the physical wellness, what, what did sobriety change in your neurological health? And what can you actually see that's different about you versus people who are still heavily drinking in terms of brain health mind health clarity yeah it's a great question and I mean my story is my story and everyone's story is unique but um what's really important for me is there isn't even though it's been 17 and a half years since I put down the alcohol there isn't a moment um so for example last night I was out at um, dinner with some friends there was eight of us um, the way to put wine glasses in front of all of us straight away I turned mine upside down so there are a lot of inbuilt rituals and routines that I've purposely done throughout the years that I love and the beautiful thing about that is it constantly is a reminder of um, you know that I am and I still identify all these years later as an alcoholic even though I haven't been to an AA meeting for 10 years or something <laughs> but I I, um, that is definitely my journey. So I very consciously all the time remind myself 
you know, this is the path that I could have gone down and this is how close I am to, you know, re-potentially um, taking that lifestyle back on again. So, again, there's not a day that I don't go um, through where I don't, where I'm not grateful for where I'm at. Um, what I would say about that is it's so it does... I play with the thoughts. I go, I wonder, you know, interesting. If I drank now, what would I be like? Surely I'm, you know, processed enough and have dealt with all my demons and understand my triggers and, you know. Because you went to the Hoffman um, Institute, right? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been through the Hoffman process twice now. Because I'd so love to ask lot, you about that, yeah. Yeah, so I've done a lot of work on myself, but at the core of it, um, there isn't a cell in my body that thinks I would ever want to drink again because it, for me personally it's been the greatest gift being able to put down the alcohol and put in the work and I just um I don't miss it at all and I've adapted I think so the beautiful thing is that um you know if I go to a wedding or a party or anything I will be the first one every single time guaranteed on the dance floor or dancing on a table or whatever else and also the vitality piece I think I used alcohol as a crutch and a you know at the time I had a very low self-esteem no real semblance of who I was or what my purpose was um no emotional intelligence and so what I did was I drank to, you know, to mask that and to utilize it as a crutch to give me that Dutch courage or whatever. What about for neuroplasticity? I mean, you said that, you know, you've got a high energy personality. You're obviously extremely creative and you are prolific also. What, what have you learned is really great for keeping your mind sharp, uh, you know, do you, do you have sleep rituals? Do you do Sudoku? Do you do anything to kind of develop your creativity and mind or mindfulness other than meditation? Um, I think I, so I always kind of describe myself in a business sense as the brand architect. So I'm always the one, like I have no shortage of ideas. So I'm always coming up with, these are what we're going to create, or this is what I'm going to do, or, you know, I'll put myself into any situation. I mean, um, the floods, horrible in New South Wales. I mean, we've had a few iterations of this, but let's call it a month ago. Um, you know, I don't have a skill set there, but I jump in. So I try and keep myself active and learning and pushing myself into kind of leadership or creative roles all the time. So I feel like that keeps me kind of alert and on my game. So I mean, I'm an avid reader. I'm an avid, you know, listener to podcasts. I'm kind of always, you know, testing myself and questioning things and bucking the status quo and being curious. Um, in terms of Sudoku and things like that, I I haven't yet found the patience or the, I don't know, I feel like it's probably time to test myself in other ways like that. And, and actually what I would say to people, and I'm saying this to myself more than anyone right now, is lean into the things where you think, oh, I could be a bit stupid at that, or I don't feel good enough, or I'm feeling like an imposter. Um, because I think sometimes things are really difficult when we begin, and then you push, I push myself a little bit, and then I'm like, oh, I've got that. Wow, I really surprised myself around that. And how do you wind down? Because, you know, anyone who's listening to this or watching you can see that you are so on and energetic and on purpose and um, energized. What happens when um, the battery starts running low? How do you how do you make it stop? 
um, at your own kind of control? And how do you re-energize? It is a great question. So I think that has been very much a lifestyle choice. And after 17 years of having a bricks and mortar office in April, 2018, I closed the office before we were all sent home to work. So I was kind of like accidentally ahead of the curve. But you I even wrote like, a book about it. Yes, I did work from wherever. Yeah. <laughs> and then the now of work. You manifested yeah. it, you manifested the work from home. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, I think it's also really for me about recognizing what my strengths and what my weaknesses are. And um, when I'm on, I'm on, but I'm also, and then people always think this is a weird thing. There's actually a word for this. I can't think of it, but I'm actually an introvert more than an extrovert. So I kind of, um, I re fuel myself a lot or it is when I'm sort of by myself or in my own company now that can be running on the treadmill at Barry's or meditating or you know being able to curl up at night and read a good book or watch Netflix but I do a lot of stuff on my own and in my own company because for me what I've learned over the years is I can be on a stage in front of 7,000 people or whatever it is, and I can be out there and I can be big and I can be leading from the front with my team or, you know, jumping into crisis like the floods is probably where I shine the most ridiculously because that is not a learned thing. It's an intuitive thing. Um, but then I have to absolutely go back into myself to recalibrate and really go, you know, slow, still, inward um, in order to be able to be on and outward because all of us I mean everyone probably has experienced this at some point if not right now like burnout and you know adrenal fatigue and all of these things I have experienced way too many times and they are real and we just cannot run at that optimum level all the time without a holistic approach to our health and for me the absolute not negotiables are the things we've discussed the mindfulness the meditation the you know the going inward the um the movement the you know what I eat the nutritional stuff what I put into my body Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. 